Hello, this is Diana Olenik, the host of the Alchemia Success Show. Today we have with us Samantha Gordon. She's a self-help author, yogi, and communications expert. She's worked as a communications executive and hosted her own show, all related with personal development and transformations. She's also the best-selling author of the book, How to be Sent in a Crisis. Thank you very much, Samantha, for being here today, and please let her know how did you get started in all this beautiful path? Hello, thank you for having me. Well, how did I get started on this beautiful path? I would say, um, you know, starting as just a child, I always was interested in writing and my professional career was always as a writer, as you said, in communications and I worked in the media. So all of those kind of elements of self-development and my background in communications in the media just amounted to me writing this book of how to be Zen in a crisis. Mm -hmm. And of course it was as a result of my personal experience and initially was just a way for me to work through the stages of getting from that place of really dealing with a crisis to a place of Zen. Mm -hmm. And it, it helped me so much just personally, and I'm so happy that it has really resonated with everyone now, especially during the pandemic. That's wonderful. So one of the, my first questions that I have for you is, what is Zen for you? Or what is Zen? That is a great question. So when I say Zen, in this context, I'm referring to Zen as the synonym for peace. So that's simply what it is. It isn't attributed to any religions or particular backgrounds. And the reason that I'm using this synonym for Zen or synonym for peace rather, um, Zen is because I really wanted to be inclusive. I have so many different friends and family members who have very different backgrounds. You know, some are very religious in particular religions, some are spiritual, some are agnostic, some are atheists. And I really wanted to have a practical and pragmatic guide to stress management for any background. Because for me, that's really important. I didn't want to leave any of my friends or family members out. I really wanted to make sure that they were taken care of no matter what their beliefs were. So in this context, Zen is just about finding that inner peace so that we are able to make the best decisions for our life mm -hmm. in a crisis and after. That's awesome. So how was your life during your work as a communications executive? How did that look? Did you discover this before or during or after? Or, and how was that process when you were fulfilling that role? So... I got my degree in communications, so that was sort of my first step into that world. I started as a journalist, mm -hmm. um, and so those skills were applicable to the other side of the media, so the, the PR side of the media, which also translated into, you know, managing corporate communications in every capacity, not just the press side. So all of the internal communications, um, managing the website, doing all the branding, marketing, all that sort of stuff. So my roles in communications and being an executive were far reaching and actually gave me such a wonderful 
set of skills that I am actually now using as an author because I was doing everything from, um, like I said, building websites, designing, branding, um, doing all graphic design, writing all sorts of materials from presentations to speeches to literally every (laughs) type of communication that went out from a particular brand. So yeah, it was a great experience and, um, and it was very fulfilling as well because mm-hmm. it's all creative and I love to communicate. So, mm-hmm. so at, at some point did you decide to leave um, the corporate job or you still are performing it or how is it at the present? Right. So during the pandemic, um, I just wrote my book. So I left the corporate world. And I also had to leave uh, teaching yoga as well, because during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. of course, we all went into lockdown. Um, So I was able to focus all of my energy into writing my book, How to Be Mm -hmm. Zen During a Crisis, which was actually a blessing. And I finished it in two months. (laughs) So very quick, very quick amount of time. And I really wanted to work for myself. I had already been working for myself for uh, many years in different capacities. Um, But I really have always valued entrepreneurship. Both of my parents owned their own businesses. And so that's always been a goal of mine. And I really just used this opportunity to do what I wanted to do. And, you know, when the pandemic hit, I was like, well, I should do what I want to do because the world is ending, you know, (laughs) so (laughs) might as well do what you've always wanted to do and put all of your energy into it instead of, you know, just your leftover energy after working as an executive all day. Yes, that's awesome. So it's very interesting when you mentioned that you were able to write that book in two months, about two months. Is that right? In my understanding, how did you do that? Any tips, any helps for someone who is, uh, you know, in the process, that beautiful process like yours, that is planning to take all that wisdom inside and put it in a book? Right. So first I'll say I have been a professional writer for many, many years, right? Mm -hmm. So that helps. (laughs) I have, you know, I started as a journalist, even during high school, I was, you know, writing for the magazine. I actually just recently went through all my childhood stuff. I was writing books when I was six years old. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Just for fun. And they were stapled together and Mm -hmm. quite hilarious to look back at. So I've been writing for an exceptionally long time. And I think that discipline and that experience of professionally writing and also having my degree in writing just made it so much easier for me to actually put those words down on paper. So first of all, I think, you know, practice, mm-hmm. you know, that 10,000 hours uh, quote is very true for me. Mm-hmm. I've definitely put in the time. Um, and then aside from that, I outlined my book the year, I can't remember the exact date, but it was prior to the pandemic. So I had already written out essentially my chapter titles So the actual flow of the book was already kind of, um, all of the ideas were already formed. Yeah. So for me, that's super easy. Once the ideas are already out, um, the outline is there. All I have to do is 
fill it in and flesh it out and expand on those ideas. So that's why it was so easy for me to knock it out in in two months. And also keep in mind that I really wasn't doing anything else. Mm -hmm. I was just writing and Mm -hmm. I wasn't even doing yoga during this time. I was Mm -hmm. really putting all of my energy into writing Mm -hmm. and editing. Um, So yeah, I really dedicated myself to the process and I wasn't doing anything else. And I really, really mean that some nights I was eating dinner at midnight. Yeah, Uh, right. Yeah. (laughs) So I was really, yes, I was channeling all of my energy and it was really a cathartic process for me, especially going through the lockdown during a pandemic to go through all of those stages again that I had already come up with that had already brought me through my other experience. So yeah, it was, it was wonderful. It was kind of like a yeah, and it was kind of like a journaling experience. I now have a journal coming out, but mm-hmm. even the process of me writing my book was, it was great. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So um, uh, in regards to the book, what are kind of like the main topics that you speak there in that book, you know, your main realizations and the stuff that you're actually giving to the world? to implement, to try to get that um, inner peace, I guess. Right. So I really wanted to dispel some myths in the stress management kind of world and the yogi world and the Zen world. And that is first and foremost, that to be Zen, you don't have to have a particular religious affiliation. Mm -hmm. And so in that, you know, meaning that it is inclusive for everyone. Everyone can get peaceful. Um, And then second of all, the reason why we're getting peaceful. So the reason why we're getting peaceful is so that we can make the best decisions for our life. That is the reason. It's not so that we can be, you know, wearing a loincloth and shaving our head and looking like a monk and hanging out on a mountaintop. It's like, no, we are getting Zen so that we can make the best decisions for our life, especially during a crisis. Because when you're in a crisis, that is when it is crucial that you're making smart decisions, Mm -hmm. not just to stay safe, but as a community and and the world to just, you know, rise together and be the best that we can be by individually and together. So it's really a crucial time to make sure that you are making your decisions from a point of peace because the decisions that you make and the choices you make and the behaviors that you are doing during the crisis can either spiral you down into depression, despair, or you can channel that energy of stress and fear and instead kind of morph it into a point of power and find your resilience and use the time wisely and see the opportunity in the crisis experience because there actually is always a huge opportunity in every crisis and it may not be initially apparent but once you do the inner work and the self-work it very much becomes apparent and even just in my own experience I was able to take you know just a devastating situation where you know at first I was like why on earth why on earth would this happen to me I'm such a good person Um, and then actually transform that into 
a place of resilience and a place for helping others, mm-hmm. which I think so, is so key. Yeah. What's been your biggest crisis in your life? Uh, biggest? <laughs> well, I'd say the, the pandemic happening right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But I did have another experience before um, that, you know, I cannot speak to it fully, but it was, you know, sexual harassment. And that's just Mm -hmm. all I'll say about that. Um, And so I, you know, used these steps to come Mm -hmm. out of, you know, an unfortunate situation, um, you know, and get myself back to a peaceful state. Because that's the thing about a crisis is even if you are a very naturally optimistic person, an exuberant person like I am, when you're dealing with nasty people, you can, you know, be brought down to a level of despair that you didn't know was possible. And so that's why it's so important to go through these steps and to make sure that you can go back and to, you know, a point of peace and remember who you are and in fact be better than you were before the crisis. And that's all about just being resilient. Yes, for sure. So in terms of Zen, or that peace that you speak about. We usually are born in, you know, traditional families or in a normal culture and with a normal system. Many of us, this is to say that many of us doesn't necessarily have been born born in learning Zen, right? Mm -hmm. But at what point of your life, how did it come to your life, that realization? How did you learn in a book or in a, did you someone teach you this or how was that uh, situation for you? Right. So my background is I grew up Catholic. So we always, you know, prayer was always a part of my life. And so that really was my first introduction into peace which, you know, was through Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And not to say that I have necessarily any religious affiliation now, but that's a huge part of my upbringing. Um, And then I started doing yoga, I think it was 17 years ago. So when I was an adolescent, um, I started doing yoga. No one I knew was doing yoga. This was in Alberta, which, you know, as we all know, is Alberta beef land. Uh, certainly yes. not yes no, yes not very really east no, very yes exactly east. it's yes. not the epicenter of yogis right yes. <laughs> so I actually was grocery shopping with my mom as an adolescent and I found a VHS tape for yoga and I you know asked her oh like this I, I was just drawn to it mm-hmm. um And we ended up, you know, taking it home um, and it just became part of who I was. And it was a slow beginning because, you know, you don't ever expect, okay, some VHS tape that you bought when you were grocery shopping is going to be a huge part of your life, you know, even 17 years from now, right? When you're an adolescent, you're just like, oh, this looks amazing. I want to try this. Mm -hmm. So that was really... Um, a big introduction into the Zen world for me. And also weirdly karate. I Ah. took karate. (laughs) My mom put me in self-defense and it just obviously happened to have an Eastern sort of mindset. So we were actually meditating 
not just, you know, with my VHS tape at home doing yoga, but also in karate. So, yeah. That's interesting. Um, what do you think about the Zen part that is considered in the normal world is kind of like perceived as a, another religion? It, it might not be, I understand, but people in general see it as another religion. What do you think about that? Um, well, I did study world religions in one of my classes in university. So I have studied Zen Buddhism. Yeah. Um, I don't claim to be an expert on it, mm -hmm. but yeah, I have studied it. And I think that's great for people who want to go down that right route, but mm -hmm. you don't need to have any particular religious affiliation for finding a sense of peace because peace is within us all, no matter what background we have. And that is really what I wanted to speak to in my book, how to be Zen in a crisis, because I really wanted everyone to be able to access this piece and really all come together as a world, because I don't think there needs to be any more division. I think mm -hmm. unity is a better way. Yeah. So you don't belong to any specific school from Zen, for example, the Soto school or the, or, or you are an actual student and practitioner practitioner of the traditional Zen? I am a practitioner of peace. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I have, I have studied, you know, Zen Buddhism and Catholicism. And mm -hmm. I think we had a whole bunch of different religions in that world religion class. So, but yeah, no, you definitely don't. The, you know, what I subscribe to is you don't have to have any particular religious affiliation Um, in order to access peace, because it really has nothing to do with religion. We're just accessing our peace so that we can make the best decisions in our life and make sure that we're utilizing the opportunities in front of us, even during a crisis, so that once the crisis ends, not only are we more peaceful, but our life is better. Yes. Yeah. So what are general steps or general tips, very practical then, that you'd suggest to someone when they are actually going through the crisis? Right. So the first step is to realize that this is not a normal situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so normally, prior to the pandemic or prior to experiencing any kind of crisis, you usually, especially if you're a practice meditator or yogi or any sort of um, person who accesses peace on a regular basis, it's easy for you right? If you had something stressful happen to you, you're able to access that point of peace in a relatively short amount of time. Mm -hmm. However, in a crisis, this means that things have hit a level that are unmanageable initially. Mm -hmm. So the first thing to realize is that this is a much bigger job to tackle. It's not surface level. And that is why I think it's so important for people to get my book and really dive into every chapter because it's essential that you go through all the steps because those steps are all about your self work. Mm -hmm. And this includes, you know, self-love, being resilient, just many layers of going through what is happening internally for you so that it doesn't matter what's happening externally. Of course, we still want to be pragmatic and we want to assess what's actually happening in front of us, but we don't want to make it worse than it is. And we also don't want to deny that it's there. So it's all about just really accessing 
that point of peace so we can accurately access reality and also just be the most resilient person that we can be so that going forward, we are prepared no matter what happens and that we can take a bad situation, a stressful situation, and actually use it as a catalyst for bringing more joy, more success into our life. And I know at first glance, people are like, what? <laughs> like, I'm losing my mind. How am I supposed to make, you know, the crisis be a catalyst for good in my life? Trust me, it is possible. Absolutely possible. And it may not start out as, you know, thriving in the very first step. Of course it won't be, right? But as you go through the stages, and then once you access that point of Zen, where you are resilient, and you are making the best decisions for your life, and you are channeling all of this excess negativity and energy into something positive, you can have an exponentially better life. Yeah, that's awesome. That is, um, you know, like, um, like, it's, it seems, of course, that is something that is already there, the process, the steps is already there. It's somehow we kind of know it. It's just that it's difficult when we are so conditioned, right? To oh, yes. be driven ourselves by where the thoughts are going here and there. So, so true. Yes. Yeah, is- exactly. So, yeah, we have it inside of us. And it's so true what you're saying is, you know, we already know deep down, but what happens during a crisis, even for someone like me who had been meditating for a million years before the crisis came along, I needed help back to get to my Zen state. And that's why within this book in each chapter at the end, I actually have meditative exercises. Mm. And these are great for long-term practitioners, but also for beginners because they're guided. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not just beginners who need to be guided in a crisis. Actually, long-term practitioners also need to be guided because your mind is, you know, filled with this flight or fight reactivity and we want to get back to that state of zen and we need a helping hand and that's exactly what my book is is it's a guide to help help you and hold your hand and go through each step and the delivery of course is or I should say the topic of course is very serious but the delivery is is very lighthearted and I did that on purpose, mainly because that's just my personality. <laughs> I'm more of a lighthearted kind of person. Um, but also because in a crisis, you don't need anything else serious. You know, you already have a crisis, so you might as well be lighthearted for the rest of the time and have a laugh. Yes, for sure. So you also mentioned about a journal that you're creating? Or right. Yeah, so it actually just was released today. Oh, so congratulations. Good yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so my journal was just released. And the reason that I created this journal was after I wrote my book, I realized, okay, I have all these meditative exercises at the end of each chapter. And I always tell people to write things down. It's like, oh, I should just create something where they can actually write these things down. And of course, as a writer, Mm -hmm. I love to write and I love to journal. So 
I also will be <laughs> buying my own journal. That's awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. And where are you going to sell your journal? Also in Amazon? Yes. So both of them are available on Amazon. I can absolutely give you the links mm -hmm. so you can have them in your description. Yeah, Yes, yeah, for sure. and they can also yeah. find them um, on my website and on my social media at Sambazen. That's awesome. What's the best book that you've read in your life? The one that mostly impacted you? Mm, so I'm a huge reader. Um, I really, I won't say this is the best book, but uh, one of the best books. I really love The Artist's Way. That's a great book, a very famous book. Um, for anyone who is a creative type um, or as a writer, that, that's a great book. I really love Louise Hay as well, You Can Heal Your Life. Mm -hmm. oh, so have you, have, you, have you read either of those books? Any, no, not any of them. But I always yeah. love the recommendations from the amazing guests like you. So I always like to explore when the topic is related about your best findings in terms of books. <laughs> yes. And I also love, oh, who wrote it though? But it's uh, The Brain That Heals Itself. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great book on um, neuroplasticity, all about healing. Oh, um, interesting. And, you know, seeing the brain as plastic and mm -hmm. uh, yeah I think neuropsychology is very interesting as well yeah it is very interesting yeah I agree um how did you put your book in Amazon like again for someone who is interested in also writing a book it was uh, that like a difficult process were you very experienced on that how did the process go yeah so I all I was going to be publishing my book traditionally prior yeah. to the pandemic Yes. Um, but I decided not to because obviously the world stopped. <laughs> so I wasn't able to get my book out in a traditional form so quickly. Yeah. Um, so that's why I decided to do it on Amazon mm -hmm. um, and, you know, forego the traditional path because, you know, for someone like me who had all of these skills and communications, um, I actually didn't need the publisher anyway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it would not, it probably would have taken a year for them yes. to get it out. And especially when there was a lockdown, mm -hmm. you know, it would so have you, taken even longer. So you just sent it to a printer and you printed like many copies to sell on Amazon or how does it work? Um, so the only part that I didn't do was the actual printing. So I can't really tell you about what happens at the printer because I don't know but I did everything from um, the actual writing of the book to converting all of the formats um, I even recorded the audiobook oh, myself that's another good thing yes. yes and I used to work on the radio and yeah. you know I used to have my own show so of course I got mm -hmm. myself <laughs> to record my own audiobook um, yeah. but that is not even available yet but it, it should mm -hmm. be coming out shortly that's awesome. But yeah, I designed my own cover and what else did I do? Got my own barcode. There's a million steps actually involved wow. in it. Yes, it was very, it was a lot, way more work than I thought it would be. I thought mm -hmm. the work was going to be, you know, writing, editing, and then boom, that's it. It's like, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yes. No, it was actually way more work to do the rest of the stuff, but um, yes. very rewarding. And mm -hmm. I do think you have to have the right skills though. 
So for me, it was obviously very straightforward just because I was coming from that communications background and I had already worked in the media and I Mm -hmm. was, you know, had already built websites and done all the branding myself and had all of those skills. So I think for someone who has those skills, it would probably be quite straightforward. But Mm -hmm. if you don't, most people have to hire a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of, uh, you know, you have to hire the editor, then you hire the PR, then you hire a marketer, you know. So it's more of a a bigger process probably for someone Mm -hmm. else. Yeah. Okay. So um, what projects do you have right now, you know, working on? If you have anything that people could be excited about to hear what is coming on for you, if you have any. Yeah, so I was until just this morning um, getting everything ready for my journal, but it is now released. So ah, that's, that's awesome. very satisfying. Mm-hmm. That means yes. that I'm now free to move on to my next step and write my next book. Ah, um, but wow. still in process is my mm-hmm. audiobook. Yes. I have mm-hmm. I finished everything on my end, but it hasn't quite been released yet. So. Yes. Mm-hmm that will be coming and I'm super excited to have that out because I, it's just so much better to have audiobooks, mm-hmm. um, especially for what this book is, is the meditative exercises. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just so much better to listen to. It's great to have the book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just really excited to have that addition, especially for all of my friends. I know I have a lot of friends who don't actually like to physically read, but they still want to take in content. So I'm really excited for the audiobook. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what the second book is going to be about? Oh, well, I can't tell you. That's a secret. Ah, okay. For sure. Yeah, it's okay. It's not fully developed yet. Um, I have written um, a little bit already, but Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily, I have not necessarily committed to that one. I'm, I'm a person who has a lot of ideas and I just have to uh, decide which one I want. I'm kind of the opposite of the people who get writer's block. For me, it's, I have too many ideas and not enough hands. Yeah. So <laughs> it all depends. Uh, yeah. It all depends on which one I end up deciding to put out, but yeah. So it might not even be the one that I'm, that I'd already started. Have you thought ever to open your own communications agency? Well, I was working for myself as a communications professional, um, just doing contract work. So, yeah, effectively, I've already done that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, and I mean, I am doing obviously the communications for myself as an author, mm-hmm. but that's not really my focus. Mm-hmm. Um, I where prefer, are you going? What is your what is your vision about yourself? Where do you feel that you're going? Yeah, so I'm gonna keep writing books and uh, you know creating more things within the Sambay Zen brand. So that's really where I'm headed. Um, I've started a YouTube channel as well since I mm-hmm. used to have my show before. So mm-hmm. um, I really miss that connection that I used to have with my audience. I loved my live shows. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna get back into a video again and uh yeah so oh that's exciting so what's the name of your youtube channel um so i've recorded the videos i i don't have like a link for it yet i should get that but um it will be under the sambay zen name okay and what yeah. does the name mean so the name is actually a derivative 
of my, so when I had a show about wellness and self-empowerment, it was on this live broadcast platform. Um, and they wanted me to, you know, have a username, like a fun username. So I was uh, using that username, although adding Zen. So it's essentially my name with a bay thrown in and then Zen, right? Ah, bay. Okay. I get yeah, it. <laughs> so it's just it's just fun and light and you know mm -hmm. reflects my playful nature. So yeah. I just really liked it. Okay, that's awesome. So how can people get a hold of you? So they can get a hold of me on my um on my Instagram. I just made my website. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's a uh, Sambazen. Yeah, my Instagram is sambezen, so that's S-A-M-B-A-E-Z-E-N. Mm -hmm. And my website is sambezen.wixsite.com. Okay, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. And on, yeah, my Facebook is sambezen, everything's sambezen. Mm -hmm. So as long as you um, search that, you'll find me. And in Amazon, um, you can either search How to Be Zen in a Crisis by mm -hmm. Samantha Gordon Mm -hmm. Or you can, you know, head to any of my channels and you will get a direct link to mm -hmm. my book and journals and everything that I have coming up there. Yeah. And also on my Instagram, I have some um, meditations for free there so that I made during the lockdown, actually when I was writing my book. So mm -hmm. <laughs> you can see the meditations that I was doing uh, during the lockdown and during my writing process. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I enjoy that so much. Is there any wish you is there anything you wish I had asked you today? Uh no. I I'm open to any and all questions and I never have really any preconceived notions, but I think you you uh, got all of the questions that you oh, wanted. So Yes, that's awesome. Yes. Um I think that writing a book is a great accomplishment. Um we, of course, have a lot of respect for your work, your expertise is such a great opportunity for us to be able to listen to someone like you with all, you know, your expertise in communications, your journey, and also all the work that you are doing there, helping people in the wellness and personal development and transformation areas. So thank you very much, Samantha. Oh, thank you so much. You're so sweet. Thank you. And see you in the next episode. Bye for now.